Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, okay. hey all right. <laughs> awesome. Kimberly, thank you so much for some, taking some time here and joining us in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, I love Canada. Never been there, but it's Arizona and we have a ton of Canadians. I feel like oh, yes. I feel like I've always known Canadians. <laughs> yeah, big so, time. Yeah. It, it's almost like the snowbirds, too, you know, like the. <laughs> the 50 plus that go down there and they're, they're like, you know, I was so close to buying a place like maybe about a decade back with some buddies when you guys well, had like, the stock say, market crash and all that. I, I honestly wouldn't say that. I mean, yes, we have Sun City. We have some older, we have a, a lot of older people, but the yeah. Canadians aren't really, they're the ones that are having fun out here. <laughs> they're golfing. They're going to the events. They're, they're cool people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And are you following at all the madness that is Canada right now? Or I guess is we're, we're starting to clean yeah. it up. So, you know, I, the, the truck, I'm sorry, forgive me. The truck uh, convoy, convoy truck. the freedom yeah. truck yeah. convoy. Yeah. Um, when I first saw that happening, it, it really choked me up because I am, I'm not for the vax. <laughs> I, I know that, you know, COVID is real and whatever. And my husband's a firefighter. So, you know, he's got his opinion. I have mine, right. but it, it's more about choice, right? You, when you take choice away from us, this is my body. This is my body. I did my research and I'm not comfortable. Right. And that's my choice. So just let me choose. Sure. Yeah. It seems like a pretty reasonable request, you know? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. You would think. Is that Yoda or is that actually Grogu? Oh, that's Grogu. Nice. Yeah. Where did you, where'd you pick so, that up? This was a Christmas. Was this a Christmas present? No, this one was a Mother's Day present. Um, so I'm in the middle of a remodel. I, I tore my entire flooring is getting done. So my office is in the living room right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god! Usually I'd have all my stuff in uh, in the back room because that's where I could do my podcast and everything. But um, so yeah, instead of being on the table that he would usually be on, he's right here. <laughs> oh, that's cute. How often do you do the podcast? So my show uh, is different. I I wanted to produce something that looked like a television show, not just a podcast. Yep. So I film in Sneaky Big Studios, which is owned by Bob Parsons out here. And, Whoa. you know, I just got really, really lucky in 20, was it 2018? I think it was. Yeah, it was 2018. I just, I'm like, everybody's doing the podcast. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And it took me a little bit. You know how this goes. It's like a learning curve, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it took me a little bit. And, you know, I brought on partners that I shouldn't have. And I just... I I cut everyone fucking out Mm -hmm. and I said, this is mine. This is for me. I'm doing it my way. And I'm going to have the people on that I want to have on. (laughs) So uh, about the end, yeah, it was the end of 2019. um, I, that's when it started getting really refined and I had two people sitting at a chair. You know, we don't need the headphones. I understand. We like to hear ourselves, but um, 
that I do, I film them all at once. So I do three interviews. Each interview is two segments in one shot. And then I'm able to make that about as six episodes. So uh, I haven't started up again this year because I'm kind of floating around. I don't know what I want to do this year. I, I don't know. Nice. Got a, well, you, maybe you're just not busy enough, I guess, right? Uh, best-selling well, author, no, your realtor, I, uh, director, I, <laughs> producer, speaker, yes. coach, like medium. You, you don't like free time? Right, right. <laughs> well, and everything you see, the, the marketing, the editing, the everything is me too. So each segment wow. that I put out there, it takes me about 10 to 12 hours per segment, which is about a, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. You know how this goes, yep. but you know, I really take the time to put in logos and, you know, pictures and help people see what the, the, the person is talking about. And I love it, but it, it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so I'm kind of chilling right now. Kind of chilling. I, I'm curious of all the stuff I just mentioned, like what, do you have an average day? Like what eats up most of your time? So before, um, I would say before COVID, I, <laughs> I was doing about 32 transactions per year, um, leading a team of four training with, you know, I was with EXP at the time. Uh, I was doing the podcast. I was editing. My hours are about 60 to 70 hour weeks. So I get up at 530 and probably not go to bed till 11.30. Of course, I had my downtime in there and, you know, events. It's a real estate agent, okay? We yeah. do party. <laughs> so, um, but it, it, uh, it almost killed me. It almost killed me. I, I did my book launch three days before COVID hit. Thank God. And it, instead of continuing on this path that I was going on, because I was doing, I was going to do speaking events and all of this things across the country, I sat by my pool all summer that I built. And then I started getting healthy again. You know, I felt the difference in my body and I knew that I was going to have to make a change. So huh, maybe change. Now my days are, I still get up at 530 to quiet candlelight. Everyone's asleep. I do a little meditation. I pull my cards. I either write in my journal or post what I'm writing. Cause I, I free post, I don't edit. I, I just let it flow Yeah. and um, work on a little bit of real estate. I sit outside for an hour. I work on my book. If I have appointments with clients, obviously it's hard right now because of the inventory, but um, I've really slowed down. I'm creating most of the time and that's what I want to do. And I'm working that novel that I'm writing right now is I'm so excited about <laughs> Yeah, that's deadly. So um, I, I like you, I don't get up at 530, but I get up fairly early, about 630. Yeah, well, that's mostly, early. Yeah, mostly it's my dog barking at random people walking by. Or, right. No, I got four of those. <laughs> or, or, you know, my, my kids are like waking me up or, or yep. whatever. But, uh, tell, tell us about like, you know, number one bestselling author is pretty amazing. So you're writing something right now. Um, um, yeah. So my story is a little different when basically March 22nd, 2011, um, my 13 year old son walked upstairs and shot himself and he died in my arms. And at the time, uh, his older brother was 14 and I had my twins who were three and, you know, I was a stay at home mom at the time we'd gone through short sales and just, we were, it was a nightmare. We were renting. And of course that type of event, yeah, it, it kills you. 
it does. So for like two years after that, I was just kind of like figuring out how do I even open my eyes? How do I continue being a mom? I you know, started a baseball charity, just different things, because you've got to find something to do. It's like, don't forget my son. And I was blogging a lot. I've always been a writer. I, I don't know why I didn't pursue it ahead of time, but that's been my gift all along. Um, it's the one thing I've never doubted. So I started a blog and a pseudo name because of the stigma of suicide. And a lot of people, my son had no signs. He was six foot one, could pitch at 80 miles an hour, straight A student, most popular kid in school. And, you know, he had a lot of hidden things. And tell us about inside himself, right? Yeah. Uh, not, and he was a good kid. Always, you know, always came home. I'm a hovering mother. But no matter how popular we were, you know, we had hundreds of people at the funeral. The whispers started. Well, what did they do to cause their son to take his own life? And wow. maybe it was the brother that shot him. And, you know, there's just things started. And, you know, did your son embrace Jesus? Otherwise he's going to hell. And I'm like, he never even kissed a girl. How is my son? You know, so it just kind of started me down a path that said, I need to start speaking about this. And I tried, but nobody's going to listen to a sad little mother in the corner. They're going to feel sorry for her. People listen to successful people. So we're sitting in a shitty rental two years later. And I'm drinking and looking at my twins and I'm like, well, they're laughing and they're happy. And I look at, you know, then Brian, the oldest boy was, let's see, uh, 16. And he was doing good. He was doing okay. You know, um, he was handling it. Mm -hmm. I looked at my husband and he was looking at me like I was going to break. And I, I needed to change something. So I said, okay, I'm going to get us into a house because we'd suffered through short sales and all this stuff. And we've been bounced around in rentals after this horrible event. But we had a bankruptcy. We had a short sale because um, we filed that after we lost our son. How are we going to get a loan? It took me two months, but I was able to get a loan officer to qualify us on an extenuated circumstance loan. And I'm, bear with me, I'm getting to a point. And I needed a real estate agent, of course, to help me. I couldn't find one to help me because they had never seen an extenuating circumstance loan actually close and go through. You know, yeah, you're, you're qualified, but then when it gets to underwriting, it never mm -hmm. goes through. They'd never seen a successful one. So, honey, we'd love to show you houses, but you're never going to get it. And then we also needed grant money for the down payment. So I took the last of our tax return money and in 18 days got through the school. And by March 31st, 2013, I had my license. And by June 1st, we had our house. What changed in that moment was when I gave, still gets me, when I gave the keys to my husband, he had his feet again. He had his feet again. You know, it, it does something to a man because he's the protector of the family. And then he's worried that everyone else is just going to fall apart. And then he doesn't have a house. So I knew I had to do something. And since that time, I am very proud to say I've sold close to 400 homes, but I've given back over $600,000 of my own commission to help families um, get a home. Wow. So <laughs> sorry, it's emotional. Sure, of course. But yes, during that time, <laughs> I also got on HGTV. I was 
determined to write this book. And the book is called Overcome Memoirs of a Suicide. And what I do is after I've made my success, um, winning multiple awards, I don't want to brag, but you know, I worked really hard for that to get a name for myself and to get known. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to those first entries, the first year, the first Christmas and, and how insane I was. But it's the woman today looking back at those entries, explaining what happened and how to get through it. It's, it's very graphic at first because I take them through every moment of what happened with my son, but I also take them through the moments that helped me overcome suicide. And uh, yeah, it held uh, number one for two weeks in bipolar category. Um, it held for the day of new releases. It did hold it for one day. And then uh, it was number two in uh, uh, anxiety disorders. So yeah, for two weeks, I held number one. I was really, really proud of that. It was awesome. Yeah, that, that is amazing. And it's not, uh, it's not bragging. That's just telling your story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's got that story. That's a that's an incredible story. Um, not to be too, let's get to another topic, but to talk about being a, a certified medium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? So a lot, of, a lot um, of people think that that's like straight up you're talking to to dead people, but it's not that, is it? No, no. It's so. Look, we all have the same gifts. All of us. We, I mean, you can't deny that at some point in your life, you had a deja vu moment. You can't deny that at some point in your life, you had like the spidey tingling, you know, things going on. There are things that happen in your life that are unexplainable. Some of us are, um, let's just say some people can sing better than others. Some of us are more tapped into those gifts than others. Sometimes it takes a horrible trauma hitting you like a sledgehammer that Oh my God. And that, that's happened several times in my life, but after my son's excuse me, mm-hmm. I was determined to um, find out where he was because that's the worst part. Thinking that you will never see them again. Where are they? There's no way he's gone. And then there was all the little signs, which some of them I cover in my book that you can't deny. I'll tell you a quick little story about that. My son, it was 13. 13 was his Jersey number. Um, it, that, that's just our thing. <clears throat> so I started looking for 13s, of course. Um, and I'd see them everywhere. They'd show up in weird places. And when I was writing my book, so this was 2019, uh, summer of 2019, I hesitated for a little bit on the ending. And I was like, I can't write this. I, I'm just, nobody will listen to it. And a client that I, it wasn't even my client, it was a partner's client, said from California, called me and said, hey, I found this old typewriter in my attic. And, you know, your, your friend said, you, you're an author. And would you like it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So when I saw him the next time he had this, it was covered in leather and he gave it to me. It was in a hurry. It was heavy. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I got home and I just like set it on the desk and I had other things to do. And the next morning I'm sitting there and I look over and it, it's like a 1917 typewriter and on the cover stamped in the leather is the number 13. No. Finished the book, mom. I still have it. Yeah. Wow. That's the picture on the cover of the book too. So the typewriter. Hair standing up, yes. by the way. Yeah. There's so many things that come up and I actually dreamt of him dying twice before he, he took his life. So wow. there's, there is something and not everyone has the gift 
that they've tapped into, but it is in their DNA. So I, I, have, a, <laughs> I have a unique way of being able to look at a photograph of someone that has passed on. And yeah, I will get images, uh, shadows, words. I'm usually spot on. Mm. And so I went to Delphi Metaphysical University to expand on what they call deep channel work, learning to uh, separate your imagination from what is a real channel. And when I say channel, it's, uh, it's like, think of, think of yourself, your higher self. Like there, we're down here in our body, but there is a part of us that is still, I believe, part of our soul that is up there, you know, multidimensional, we'll just mm -hmm. say. So it's really your higher self talking like, to everybody else up there is what I think. It, <laughs> you know, it's so, almost hey, like Jesus, it's, a, it's a different plane or something, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I'm usually spot on. I'm very, very good with cards. I've always been good with cards. But here's the kicker. I was raised as Jehovah's Witness. So I ignored my gifts my entire life because you're not supposed to, right? With some religions. And um, when I'm finally able to do it after losing my son, I, I found out that, yeah, I have a real gift for it. I sometimes get premonitions. I write them down. I, I have a recording all about the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Another reason why I'm not taking it. Um, I, I knew that Facebook was going to shut down. Um, I, I have it all. I could send it to you. But when you start listening, it's there. It's there. And um, cards being certified in cards just means that you have studied the history of the tarot card and you understand that the tarot card is a guidance system. It does not predict your future. It can give you an idea of maybe where your path is going, but don't ever take what anyone says as your solid path. It's right. a guidance system. It's all it is. What do you, so, think, about, what do you, what do you think about Ouija boards? No, don't do it. Burn it. Get rid of it. My mom never let us have one when we were uh -uh, growing up. Uh -uh. We, we, we uh -uh. wanted one so badly, and she was like, not in this house, you're not. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, because we're going to leave ghosts out of it, right? We're going to talk energy. Right. With everything, yin and yang, dark and light, dark energy, light energy. There are dark energies of this world. There has to be. Because if there wasn't, we wouldn't be here either. It's, we have to have both. Mm -hmm. We have it both within us. There's good and bad within us. We all know it. You can't deny it. Some people really lean more toward the other way. <laughs> this way. Um, so a Ouija board is specifically designed to attract negative energy. So um, if you're extremely gifted, that could also mean uh, something harmful. You know, I've never seen that. I have felt it though. We had one um, in, in the house at one point, the boys were playing with it and it, it felt really weird. And even my son was like, mom, get this out of the house. So mm -hmm. we got it out of the house. <laughs> don't, please don't do the Ouija board thing. Just don't do it. Yeah. Bad voodoo. Yeah. Just, you know what? If it's, if it's even feels a teeny tiny bit like it's bad juju don't do it yep. <laughs> it's not yep. good by the way speaking of bad juju i see that your instagram <gasps> yes that was recently hacked yes oh my god so <laughs> i've had people um like take a picture and start a whole new account That's and I, yeah i've had to report those 
Yeah. And I've tried to get verified and I've shown them news articles and TV shows and they ignore me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, there was a, it was a really, really old contact from like my Facebook that I hadn't connected with in a while, but it was operate like operations wounded warrior. I had done some things like donated in the past yeah. and I, I noticed it had been a while, maybe a year that I hadn't heard from them. And they said, Hey, we're just starting up again. We're making t-shirts. I'm going to send you a link click on it to see if you could see the t-shirts. And I'm like, I never got a link. And he said it like five times. And then on my phone, I got a link and I'm like, well, I'm not clicking that. That's just weird. And he's like, well, just take a screenshot so I can see what I'm doing wrong. I'm like, okay. And cause I was stupid. So <laughs> I sent it and like within five minutes, I was getting my kids in the car and I had to finish a post and everything went blank. And then on my email, you have a new phone number on your Instagram account. You have a new email on your Instagram account. And I'm like, oh, no. There we go. Because I'd had it since um, like the beginning, 2016, 1240 posts. You know, I've worked so hard. <laughs> and um, I got the kids to school and I went into tenacious mode. And within an hour and 45 minutes from that point in time, I got my account back. So, yeah. What? I was really upset. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I made a comment on your weed video, but it super cracked me up. I love that you, uh, you're very playful on your Instagram. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. So, oh God, <laughs> look, here's the deal. Uh, heard the story and I've had some really, really, really dark moments. I've, I, I can't tell you how many times I have sat in a dark car parked and just played music to try to get me out of that point because I did want to kill myself. That's in my book too. That kind of pain, losing a kid like that, it, it really tweaks with you. So I knew that I had to find a way just to stop at that point. And it came down to music and I've always been a weirdo dancing around the house and singing. Um, so yes. I wanted to share that. I'm like, you know what? You're having a shitty day. Put on some music and go dance or sing to it. Act like an idiot. And for me, it's, you know, the eighties. I know yeah. all the words to those songs and that's what helps. It's what helps. And smoking pop. So, <laughs> and weed as well. Yes. yes. Are, are you surprised? Medical marijuana. Of course. Yes. <laughs> my, my, my back, I've got a bad back and uh, I can't. Well, no. And, and here's another testimony to that though. It's, I tried every antidepressant in the book. I mean, that was like one of the first things they did is it, I remember it was a couple of days later after we'd lost him and night it was rainy and they put me in a car with my husband and we got to some counseling office and there was brochures about suicide on the table. I hadn't even accepted that he had done it yet. I mean, I knew he did it, but and I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> so I just started taking whatever antidepressants a doctor would give me. None of them worked. Wine was the only thing. And, you know, you can, you can have a glass of wine at lunch and you can have a glass of wine at two and you can have another two glasses at five and that can start every day. And, you know, Sundays, let's have mimosas. And it became daily. It was daily and uh, I can't, my body can't handle that. It was killing me. And mm -hmm. my husband came home one day and <laughs> smoke this, <laughs> which I hadn't done since high school. So I was like 41 years old and I hadn't done that since high school. And it, for the first time I slept for more than two hours, mm. two years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, something about weed for sure. It took the edge off. And for me, that edge needed to come off. And are, you, 
are you surprised that the, 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 that the States hasn't kind of taken a cue from Canada and, you know, made. Oh, Arizona is legal. Well, it's totally yeah, in, in states, but I mean, like, oh, and federally, like us, like countrywide. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. are you surprised that that it hasn't happened already? You know, we're talking the United States. <laughs> You're like, mm, no. so, I'm not surprised. Not, uh, surprised. <laughs> not surprised. By the way, back real quick to COVID. Yes. Have you, have you managed to evade COVID? Like, it's the world's biggest game of dodgeball here, right? Yep. I've gone two years and traveled and gone to events and, uh, you know, I granted, I will wear my mask. I'm very respectful. If it, if there's a sign that says, please, I'm yeah. not going to be an asshole. You know, I, why, why? Right. I will do that. My kids still have to wear masks to school. They're not vaccinated and no, we've never gotten it. They've been exposed, <laughs> never gotten it. And they've been tested. We've all had our tests and never gotten it. Right. The key, in my opinion, is our own immune system. You know, I'm 50 years old in a couple of weeks. And the reason I look the way I do is because this is my temple and I feed it well and I'm healthy. And part of that's gotten out stress too. Mm -hmm. Stressors and inflammation is, I think, what kills a lot of people when it comes to COVID. Mm -hmm. We're pretty much the same age. You got me by a year. I'm turning 49 this year nice well, <laughs> that's a good age isn't it i feel it's pretty good like i feel pretty yeah, you know overall yeah. i mean i look back I mean, to when we're... you know my, when my parents were that age and i just remember them being old well you know or seeming they, they, old, they were smoking cigarettes and yeah. they were eating bacon and eggs every morning <laughs> my both of my parents heart problems passed away um yeah it's it's different <laughs> i don't remember moms looking like me i i i shouldn't that's again i should be more humble but it's no, true it's you gotta take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself yeah like i mean i'm going snowboarding uh, this weekend yeah. with my kids and like my 50 year old dad would have been like no dude give me a <laughs> exactly i can still do all of that i go beat up bob all the time he's getting up yeah. later too yeah yeah well, <laughs> I, I like that you'd mentioned you're you're still going to events and stuff like what was the last like let's say concert uh, what was the last concert you went to a uh, concert. I haven't gone to a concert. I okay. wanted, we had tickets to, um, uh, oh my God, Diamond Day, Van Halen. It was his last uh, concerts ever. We got it for January 7th and Ooh. the COVID thing. Sorry, that's one of my dogs. Is that the, the, COVID thing. the Vegas thing that he did? He did some residency. Yeah, he canceled them all out. He canceled them all out. So um, that was going to be our first concert back, but I just came from the Women of Strength event on uh, January 19th. We had over 500 attendees. No one wore a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I just came from a nine, was it? No, it was 20, 27, a group of 27 women, four days in a row, all close quarters, no masks. Um, I traveled to Delphi four times last year. They don't wear masks anywhere on that campus. And you all work with students and groups and breath work and, uh, I've done several of those events throughout the year. I, I'm telling you, I, you just, you take care of your body, you clean, wash. There's no reason that you, you know, have to get up and breathe on someone either. I mean, common <laughs> sense, <laughs> right? So true. It, it's manageable, but yeah. yeah. at the same time, I understand those that have a, a fear and they, they really feel like they have to have the shot. My husband does. He's had yep. his booster, but he's a firefighter. So He's really exposed. So that's different. Yeah. Yeah. 
We'll stay with concerts. Uh, what was your first concert? Genesis. I was twelve. Was I twelve? I think I was twelve or thirteen. Um, Genesis. Yeah, they came out here, and I will never forget. I will never forget. It's Mama. The song is Mama. And when Phil Collins and he he got like took the microphone and the light came up and he went ha ha ha. It was so cool. <laughs> do you know what song I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. 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 yeah I so love that I, band. It was, I remember that. Um, Billy Idol was one that I got to see when I was 14, nice. but I looked older and we got there early and we were sitting right in the front. And one of them was taking me back to the back room before the concert. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. And then she started looking at me. And she's like, how old are you? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, now I know what happens back there, but right. then right. I did not. <laughs> so Lots of um, uh, uh, Tony Bennett. Um, oh my God, Guns N' Roses. You know, I haven't been to a ton of concerts. My uh, with Sammy Hager, Van Halen in Detroit. My husband saw every single Van Halen concert up until the last one. Um, no. So you know, yeah, not like not following them. Yeah, but yeah, like but every two from the time he was a teenager because he grew up in Detroit. So. It, it's just a theme around here. It's yeah. music. It's rock and roll. <laughs> it's All same. Kids, kids always listen to music in the shower. It's, yeah. it's just happening over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're the we're the exact same way. What what have you guys been binge watching lately? Uh, I I'm not a TV watcher. I I would rather be outside riding with the dogs. But when we do, um, Loki, uh, Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Uh, what was the new one we were watching, my husband and I? Oh, The Witcher, uh, part oh, two. Yeah. We just started that one. Um, you know, the, that's our kind of thing. We're superheroes. Uh, I like fantasy, Star mm -hmm. Trek, um, Star Wars. <laughs> what, do you, what do you take over 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 one of the other? Star Wars or Star Trek? Dude. <laughs> I watched... I watched all of the Like a freaking Grogu is right here. What do you right. think? Right, no, but... but I watched all of the Star Trek episodes as a kid, but, you know, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and I was so in love with him, like just tear his shirt off. Uh, but Star Wars changed my life. I think Star Wars has a lot of really cool messages about dark and light. And I have a couple of him around the house. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do remember Star Wars again, like we're only a year apart. I, I do remember okay. Star Wars, like taking my life over. Yeah, yeah. Like I had every... the Did you have the trash compactor? Of like, course, I had that. I had like the ice and... sculpture thing where you like crash through and shit, and like yeah. Boba Fett's ship and the Millennium Falcon, and, and... and uh, Darth Vader's head that you put the yeah. figures in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's oh. literally like birthdays, Christmas, like the land speeder was the best, wasn't it? The best, yeah. the little land speeder. Did you have the one that like actually had wheels and it almost floated? Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and you know that those still, even if they're like trashed, they're oh, yeah. worth big money now. The ones my mom sold for twenty five cents at the garage yeah. sale. Same as like like hockey cards. Like when we grew, when we were little kids, it was like Gretzky <laughs> and you know all these like yeah. huge names. Oh yeah, we're just like tossing them against the wall, isn't putting it, them in your in your bike spokes. And isn't it a Hickey a, a, a famous Hickey Danny Hickey Hickey mm, family? Not sure. Maybe because he comes, he's a Canadian realtor that comes down here a lot. I know his family uh, played hockey, like his dad was some famous hockey player or something. Like oh, that. yeah. Well, I know that Eddie Locke, who used to play goalie for the Canucks, is a, is a realtor down in 
He's in Arizona, I think. Yeah, probably. They're all down here. We yeah. have the highest concentration of realtors per capita. That's crazy. And he said he one just loves it. 123 people is a real estate agent. On. Like 1% of the population is a realtor? Yeah. That's nuts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's um, 75,000 licenses out there. Of those, it's 34,000 are active. And out of those, right now, only 1,700 are actually doing transactions because of the inventory. So wow, it's very competitive because people are so hungry, um, but it doesn't matter. It, it's, we have 3,300 homes on the market right now and 350 people moving here per day. So 3,300 homes on the market, 350 people moving here per day. Right. That's less than 10 days of inventory, but we have 7,600 homes pending or under contract. So, I mean, they're just... Don't even go on the market sometimes. And yeah, you know, same up there. So, yeah. Are you a big, are you a big sports person speaking of hockey? Uh, No, I am not, but (laughs) I I suffer through it. My husband likes football. So, oh, so you watched it. What did you think of the halftime? Like the halftime show was pretty good this year. It was. It was was pretty good. good. Um, 50 Cent is looking pretty big. He's chunky. He's more like 95 cents now. He's been drinking. Yeah, my only purpose during a football game is, um, woman, come here. I need to smack your ass for luck. That's and right. that works for me. Fair. <laughs> so, That's fair. You know, right. I don't have to bring him a beer. I just have to let him do that. So it works. Right. Um, let's talk about aliens. Okay. Do you do you believe that they've visited Earth? Do you believe that maybe they even live among us? So let me put it this way. How arrogant are we to think that we are the only existing intelligent life? This is it, right? Like Earth is the only existence of life. But how about we think that maybe Earth is the newest existence of life? Maybe Earth was a last-ditch effort to create something that had a God spark, a human being that could actually birth another human being because maybe it had been attempted before and they destroyed themselves and they figured out the perfect recipe and that would be us. If that be the case, then yes, there is absolutely other life out there. And yes, if we are the newest, I would assume that they've probably come to guide us a little bit. And my novel, too, is all about metaphysical legends following a love story from the time of creation, um, creation of souls to earth, to the beginning of time, to our time now, following a love story, two souls. Yeah. So I cover a lot of that in my book. Very interesting. Um, you, you look at like the Egyptian, uh, you know, the pyramids and, and all these mm-hmm. things that like, even with today's technologies, we wouldn't be able to get as precise as what it is. And the, some of the pyramids have, oh yeah, some of the pyramids have sound chambers and it, sound chambers are vibrations that healed the body. And we didn't discover that until years and years later. I apologize. I don't know what that dog's barking at. It's um, going nuts, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, the dog's barking. Sorry. Um, I apologize. So, yeah, we've never been able to duplicate 
building a pyramid, not even a tiny, like tiny, tiny well, pyramid. They, if you're off by just it. a scratch, yeah. you know, by the yeah. top, you're just, it's done. And they didn't have any tools. <laughs> like, it's crazy. What? How, so how did you get that, that one stone right. that weighed 4,000 pounds to the top? Yeah. And how did you precisely dig hundreds of feet? Perfect tunnels that were a maze with chambers and things that would trick and close. And I, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like if that it, personally, that to me is like that. What it, that's that's what shows that aliens have been here. Yeah. So Palladians, uh, Octurians, uh, Lyrans. There, there's all sorts of star seeds. This is something that I've been studying. <clears throat> that are supposedly different races. And um, you'll probably hear a lot of, if you go down this route with interviews, you'll hear a lot about Palladians. Supposedly Palladians were part of the original seed that helped build what a human is. So we are alien. Oh, oh I go down this route. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> okay, good. Had, you know, six or 700 guests in the last eight years and uh, okay. probably half or more get asked like, what do you think about aliens? Just, it so, struck me so, like you would have an opinion on it. That's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got an opinion. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> are, you oh, yeah. are you familiar with Lemuria? No. Lemurians? So no. Lemurians were here before the Atlanteans. Lemurians were actually the first somewhat um, physical being. And I cover that in my book, too. They were pure, pure, pure light and had no motives whatsoever mermaids basically but they didn't have tails i mean not my opinion they were they were more humanoid and there's a comic book um god if i can remember her name i'll send it to you there's even a character in a comic book that's based on a lemurian if you google it you'll see it submarine submarian l u lemurian l i'll i'll send it to you lemurian so and then the atlanteans came and it was a war between the lemurians and the atlanteans because the Atlanteans wanted to dominate and that's what caused the fall of Atlantis. And now if you really want to go down a wormhole, the ones that survived are in a light city underneath Mount Shasta. <laughs> I love it. Like I, I've been such a comic book spaz and like I believe yeah. in that stuff wholeheartedly since I was like, since I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and right there, you just hit it on the head. It wasn't something that, you had to get interested in. It was something you already knew that you had to know more of, right? It was just like, you were so drawn to the stories and that's because they're familiar. And that's because maybe they're based on a true story and you were there before. <laughs> I love that. Like, I absolutely love that idea. Right? I love that idea. So when you go into an old building, that's, let's say, you know, 500 years old and you're like, Ooh, I love the way this, I can feel things here. This is because there are things there. There are energies there. And if you have a deja vu moment in a place like that. What do you think there? about the, the, the people there's been people that have said that <laughs> those deja vu moments are actually the pause in the matrix that we're living in. Okay. <laughs> um, You've heard, you've heard the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to distract from the, using the word matrix, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to say um, grid of choices, because this is a human experience. 
And yes, we are creating our choices, creating our world. Um, and it is a game, so to speak. You can think of it that way because it's all mindset and understanding. I just hate to call it the matrix because it takes you down that. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, again, it's arrogant to think that there's not timelines, that there's not possibilities. There's not wrinkles in time. If you've seen the series Loki, it's really, yeah. Um, it explains timelines very well. I think, uh, you know, you could be on three or four different timelines right now. Who's to say? Why couldn't we be? Why be so closed-minded to think that there isn't? Well, they also say that you know that you walking to the light or you're going to the light is the next time you're reborn. Mm, okay, so I'll give you a quick one on this one. <clears throat> Karma. Karma is something we create on our own. So let's say in 12, the year 1250, someone broke into your little hut and to protect your family, you killed them. You could have injured them, but you killed them. So your next lifetime, someone breaks into your house and has a gun and you have a choice. You have a choice right there to cancel out that karma, but you killed him instead. Could have injured him, but you killed him instead. Karma's building up, right? You come back the next lifetime. Not only does someone break in, but they killed the kid. They're giving you opportunities, but they're going to make it harder and harder and harder and harder each time. And until you clear your own karma, you will have to keep coming back here to clear it. When you do, when you clear your karma, you don't have to come back. You're done. That is your human experience, and that's what you signed up for. Kimberly's just fucking blowing minds right now. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphysical student. <laughs> and I'm learning, you know, I just, this is what I do with my spare time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. When's the book coming out? I, I really want to have most of it done by March. I'm very, very... Uh, picky. I, I don't want it. I don't have anyone help me. I have an editor, of course. They got to edit. I mean, I, sometimes yeah. I can't spell anything, but I, I don't like ghostwriters. I don't like people coming in. Um, I really trust the process. So hopefully have most of it done by March. I want to make it a bigger novel. I might make it two. I'll see where it goes, but um, I want to launch it around the holidays time. I think it'd be perfect. And I also think that the characters in it I may start a screenplay on it too, because I really feel it would make a very interesting movie. Because I take the legends of mermaids and dragons and I twist them into what I believe they truly were in a love story. So it's fun. I love it. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, I'm going to respect your time. We'll wrap it up here. Maybe get you on again, maybe later on in the year. I, I do love your sure. story. You're easy to find on online. You don't do much on Twitter. I should you, let's get you back on Twitter. We want, we you want know, you back on I it. probably should because I am getting kind of bored of the whole like throwing up my face all over Instagram. And at least on Twitter, I can just write. So you're right. I yeah. should head on over there. Uh, it's Kimberly Toko. Toko, yeah. Toko, Toko. On, on Instagram, easy to find, and it's Toko Kimberly on. Well. On uh, I was hacked. So it's Kimberly Toko underscore WS until I can change it back in two weeks. Okay. Uh, so, but event Google, eventually, Google yeah, eventually it'll go back to that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> eventually. Awesome. Awesome. Kimberly, thank you again for taking some time to join us. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you online.
the Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.